Welcome to Hashtag Scripture, your sophisticatedly ratchet word delivery system. Call us Deliveroo because we are serving you the word, the word of God with extra sauce, extra sticky, icky, super vibrant, super tasty sauce. Raw sauce. Sauce. No ketchup. <laughs> Just sauce. <laughs> sauce. Raw sauce. <laughs> Anyway, is that too? Is it too um late in the year to make that joke? Because I feel like forever. Is it's, it? It's, it's, is it's it a timeless joke? Pop now. Or is it pop <laughs> history? <laughs> On hashtag scripture, we are discussing everyday topics informed by, influenced by, and filled with the spirit of an everlasting God, the one and only everlasting God. Before we start, there's a couple of disclaimers. Hold on to your edges. Okay, you need to because I am not paying for any hair plug surgery. That's not what I'm gonna do. I ain't finna do that. We're not gonna like Tina has said previously. We might send you communion. We will send you bread. some bread, some ribena. We'll send it to you in the post. But as for your edges, we can pray over them. But I'm not replacing them. Clutch your pearls. Clutch your bag. Put your seatbelt on because it might be bumpy. Especially today, we're talking about spiritual gifts. Before we start, I just want you to share this. We're going to say three friends Mm -hmm. and your pastor. Mm -hmm. Share this with your pastor. Share it with your pastor. Your pastor needs to know. No, I'm joking. Well, he he does. I'm not joking. Like, he needs to know about hashtag scripture. Why wouldn't he? You know? Like, share, share, share. Share it with two pastors. Your church WhatsApp group. And the three. Yeah, just put it in your church WhatsApp group. That's, I like that. That's more people in there. I know you've got like 700 people in your church WhatsApp group. So, over to you. The word on the street is the word on the street is first of all, we really wish being petty was a spiritual gift because baby, okay? I would be excelling <laughs> excellently in that gift. Exceed them all, exceedingly abundantly exceed above all. all. If being oh my petty god, hashtag was scripture. a spiritual gift. If being ratchet was a spiritual my gift, goodness. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Where will you marry? And petty was a spiritual gift. If being ratchet was a spiritual gift, but also if knowing your Bible was a spiritual gift, then we would also do very well in that. Okay? I feel like knowing your Bible is a spiritual gift. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> she was yeah, like, I'll think about it. carry the one, divided by the six. I was there doing my the remainder. The mental thing that I do when I flick through <laughs> the Bible in my head. Like, I'm just flicking through it. Flicking through it, flicking through it. Okay, yeah, there it is. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, if being paid was a spiritual gift, baby would excel them all. If being ratchet was a spiritual gift. If knowing your Bible was a spiritual gift. If being sophisticatedly, knowingly well put together, then we would excel them all. I know some of y'all will be wishing that your trash behaviour was spiritual gifts, but really it's not. Nobody, unfortunately not. And the wickedest thing about these spiritual gifts is that you can't buy them. You can't buy these gifts, nor like you can buy, like how some of you girls be buying their man's lies. I know you wish you could buy spiritual gifts, like how you be buying your man's lies, but you really can't. And it's not for sale, pastor, sister Bernadette. Okay, you cannot make a profit on spiritual gifts. So what we're talking about today is all things spiritual gifts. I'm just going to put it out there on the street. Okay, you can't buy them like lashes. Okay, you can't do all in it. None of those things you can do. Okay, all things spiritual gifts. So we are discussing spiritual gifts. Mm -hmm. Okay, and the three things that we're going to be covering are what are spiritual gifts? How do we get spiritual gifts? Okay, how do we get spiritual gifts? And thirdly, how are we supposed to use our spiritual gifts? So, what are spiritual gifts? How do we get them? And what are we supposed to do with them? 
Okay, what are we supposed to do with them? So we're going to go straight into it. What are spiritual gifts? And I'm going to start off. Usually I'd be asking Auntie for me what spiritual gifts are. In fact, Forms, what spiritual gifts? Do you want to give the scripture for spiritual gifts? And I'll go straight into it. Uh, okay, we can see like the most kind of uh, prolific or famous or whatever infamous um, scripture for spiritual gifts is First Corinthians twelve seven. Where it says, "But the manifestation of the spirit is given to each for um, each one for the profit of all." We just gonna pause right there for the profit of all. That's a l. L, for those of you who didn't know what I meant there. Sorry. No um, all. <laughs> for <laughs> four to one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same spirit. The same spirit. Sorry. <laughs> to another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, different kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But one and the same spirit works in all these, distributing to each one individually as he wills. He as in he, the spirit, wills. Okay, so spiritual gifts include, but are not limited to, prophecy, tongues, healing, miracles, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, administration. Some would also class teaching in there. Um, But so in terms of definitions of spiritual gifts, right? What do these spiritual gifts mean? Um, So spiritual gifts basically is God giving you the unique ability to do something by grace from the Holy Spirit, okay? God giving you the unique ability to do something by grace through the Holy Spirit. Okay, so definitions. What is administration? If you're yet to figure out what your spiritual gift is, if you are yet to understand your spiritual gift, if you're not fully um, aware of what spiritual gifts are, these definitions are hopefully going to help you. And you may be like, oh, that sounds like what I can do. Okay, that sounds like what I do when I'm operating in the spirit. These sounds like these sound like things that I I do. So, earmark it. Okay, write it down. <laughs> Screen Get your notepad. <laughs> you know? All right, let's take some notes. So administration, the gift of administration. What is it? It is to steer the body towards the accomplishment of God-given goals and directives by planning, organizing, and supervising others. I don't I don't have this written. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> steer the body towards the accomplishment of God-given goals and directives by planning, organizing, and supervising others. Okay. Greek word is kubinesis, to steer or to guide right um i actually maybe i do so you may have the gift of organizing the gift of planning um but not just oh because you're a really good party planner but to steer and to plan the kingdom of god to plan the body right to organize the body towards accomplishing its goal its mission not just because you can plan a wicked drink up I'm just going to I'm going to be honest. She said drink up, ladies and gentlemen. Let's Let's just be be real. real. Okay. So that's um, administration. The gift of discernment. For me, has has this. For me, has the gift of discernment. Okay. The gift of discernment to clearly distinguish truth, to clearly distinguish truth from error. Yeah. By judging whether the behavior or teaching is from God, Satan, human error, or human power. Okay. Going to say that again. To clearly distinguish truth from error but judging whether the behavior or teaching is from god satan human error or human power so to be able to discern between 
which is and wizards, okay? <laughs> to be able to design between, uh, you know, you'll just be in a room and the atmosphere and feeling right and, you know, you'll be like, this person has walked into the room. He's an enemy of progress. Up and leave, okay? <laughs> That's discernment, right? To be able, oh, or if somebody is saying something, can you know that they've left the spiritual realm now? They're talking in their flesh, some mm-hmm, of your pastors, mm-hmm. right? Wow. Um, <laughs> she added your pastors, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know why I'm like this. I'm Neither trying do I. to not be petty. That is the gift of the pettiness. <laughs> it's a spiritual gift. I'm going to find a scripture. Because if I can find a scripture, then that's it. I'm sold. I'm, I'm sold. Then we're going to put it on a it's t-shirt. Gonna in like, and then we're going to do gonna, all this. It's going to be like a pop-up somewhere. I, I think, think you need to pray that we don't find that scripture, guys. Because if we find that scripture, this podcast is going to get a whole lot worse. <laughs> I tell you. Whoa. Okay, so that's discernment. Um, The gift of faith. To be firmly persuaded of God's power and promises to accomplish his will and purpose and to display such a confidence in him and his word that circumstances and obstacles do not shake that conviction. She's actually like you can like as in, i can discern that her spirit of faith is just bubbling up inside this. her she this. is getting really really I passionate this. about this right now if you see how she's preaching right now my sister-in-law calls me elephant-sized faith because she's like she calls me an elephant because like this i literally have elephant-sized faith okay to be firmly persuaded to be rooted and grounded yeah to be firmly persuaded of god's power and his promises to accomplish his will and purpose and to display to display such a confidence in him and his word that circumstances and obstacles do not shake that conviction okay and to be used for this purpose okay to be used for this purpose so basically for example me you might you may have like there's a situation that's happening like oh we don't have enough faith just draft me in to that situation call me and say tina I beg you, please swing by because we need faith. So if people can call you because you have the amount of faith that will just convict everybody in the room, that whatever obstacle, whatever demon, whatever situation, whatever situation that may arise, I know that a shadow of a doubt, as David was saying, I I know, okay? I know. Being fully persuaded that this thing is minuscule compared to God, that's the gift of faith, okay? That's really the gift of faith. All right, healing. I'm not going to be paying. Healings to be used as a means through which God makes people whole, either physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually, to be used as the vessel. So if you were to be paid, like, for example, hypothetically speaking, if you was going to be paid, what would you have said just then? I'm going to be paid again. <laughs> no, but we're, we're speaking in hypothetical terms. Okay. Like, if, if I were a petty person, were, what I would let say... Let me give the definition again, and then I'll say, if I okay. were to be paid. Okay. Okay, so the gift of healing, to be used as a means, means as in vessel, vehicle, um, carrier, any other word that's a cinnamon. Synonym? Synonym. As a synonym. Did she say cinnamon? <laughs> I really want to eat. Cinnamon swirl. <laughs> you my cinnamon apple. What? <laughs> mean oh, that guy anyway um to be used as a means carrier vessel through which god makes people whole either physically emotionally mentally or spiritual spiritually okay to be used as a vessel which means god uses you mm-hmm. to make people well mm-hmm. not you pretending to use god to make people well oh. not you saying if you come to my house at three o'clock i perceive that the gift of healing may be on me if you pay 500 pounds and 99 yeah if you pay 500 pounds and 99 according to no they won't even do that they'll say if you pay 
1,200 pounds according to the tribes of Israel. (laughs) They will now come and put extra ginger on it. If you now pay 1,200 pounds, okay? 1,200 pounds and 7p because 7 is the number (laughs) of completion. Okay? Then I will receive the spiritual gift to heal you miraculously of your diseases if I slap you. If I actually slap you, if I raise my hand to slap you, I will do it. Okay? (laughs) I will complete what I've started. okay it's a gift it's a spiritual gift guys okay it's a spiritual gift god will use you as a vessel you won't use god there's Mm. nobody using god out here okay he's not uber you don't just use him it's not uber okay wow (sighs) tongues the gift of tongues okay no before we do the gift do the gift of miracles yeah to be the gift of miracles to be enabled by god to perform mighty deeds which witnesses acknowledge to be of supernatural origin and means. To be enabled by God to perform mighty deeds, which witnesses acknowledge to be of supernatural origins and means. Okay, so you have been enabled. You've means you've been given the ability to, the power to perform mighty deeds, mighty miracles, which witnesses, so it's dependent on witnesses being present, right? On witnesses acknowledge to be of supernatural origin and means. So that it has to point back to Christ. Some people perform miracles for their own glory, um, for their own, I don't know, glory, for Fame, their own... popularity. Yes, it can't status. be that. It has to point back to Christ. Nobody, if this is a real... Um, real demonstration of the gift of miracles nobody in that room will be like oh my gosh you are a mighty man of god or you're a mighty woman of god everybody in that room will be like glory to god right glory to god so this is a mighty miracle so if you have the gift of performing miracles the gift of prophecy to speak forth the message of god to his people the foretelling of the will of god okay to bring forth to speak the will of god to speak a message from god to his people it's a message from god it's not message from your spirit it's not message from your conscious or from your notes it's from your notes I'm finished it's a message from god she said not from the notes that you took yesterday night you not have to from say your imagination, it. it's not but... like something that I can perceive. <laughs> it's not, it's a message from God that like God is actually saying something to you and He wants you to say it. It's not going to be a case of, I think God is saying to me, I'm not sure if He wants me to tell you, but I'm going to tell you. That's not how it works, okay? It's a message from God to the people, okay? Please. People all over the world. Please, okay? The gift of speaking in tongues. Tongues, to speak in a language not previously learned so unbelievers can hear God's word. Um, can hear God's message in their own language or the body of Christ be edified, okay? To speak in a language not previously learned so unbelievers can hear God's message in their own language as in the days of Pentecost and um, and body of Christ be edified. So for their edification of the body of Christ and so for others, and so others can hear God's word in their own language, okay? The gift of interpretation of tongues to translate the message of someone who has spoken in tongues, okay to translate the message the word of wisdom the fact that this gift is described as the word of wisdom indicates that it is one of the speaking gifts okay this gift describes someone who can understand and speak forth biblical truths in such a way as to skillfully apply it to life situations with all discernment now i think that it has to be i think lots of people think that they have um 
the gift of wisdom or the the gift of wis- the word of wisdom or the gift of knowledge. Some of them people isn't even wise. They're not even wise. Like they think they have the gift of wisdom, but you're not even wise. How does that work? I don't really. What does that mean? And it really let's let's go into it again. The gift describes somebody who can understand and speak forth biblical truth, sound doctrine from the Bible, from the <laughs> from the Christian Bible. <laughs> from the bible in such a way as to skillfully apply it to life situations with all discernment that's kind of like what we do here hashtag scripture okay we're applying the bible to you life heard it here first this is the word of wisdom podcast why do we not call the podcast this? <laughs> <laughs> why do we not call the podcast this? to apply biblical truth okay to life skillfully that's word of wisdom. Okay, the gift of the word of knowledge is another speaking gift and involves understanding truth with an insight that only comes by revelation from God, rhema. Okay, this is where you have rhema knowledge. Okay, so this only comes by revelation from God. Those with the gift of knowledge understand the deep things of God and the mysteries of his word. Okay, so it's the understanding truth with an insight that only comes from revelation knowledge, from rhema. Okay, so this now none of your personal skill. This is purely revelation from God. Okay, Rhema knowledge, and it's to understand deep things of God and the mysteries of the Word. Okay, so forms. So what? I had a question. Yeah. Um. So for example, because like, some of these gifts is like, how do you know if it's a spiritual gift or if it's just your worldly character? Do you know what I mean? So for example, even for example, the gift of faith. Do we all have the gift of faith, or is there something? Is there something like extra? There's something that other people don't have because everybody has faith if they're a believer, right? Mm-hmm. So what's the the spiritual gift of faith? If it's something that everyone has, or is it different? And um, Bible says. I think it's in Timothy somewhere, um, where it says we've all been given a measure yeah. of faith, right? Um, to will and to do and to purpose and to please, right? We've all been given a measure of faith. So yes, we all have faith because it was by grace through faith that you were saved, yeah. right? But the gift, so we all have a measure of faith and we all have faith and we have faith to believe in Jesus. We have faith to continue on our Christ walk. But the gift of faith is a different kind of faith because that's the faith of action. Mm. It's not just the faith that you believe, it's a doing word in this in this sense, okay? So it's the faith that moves to do it moves to action move mountains sorry he calls the walls <laughs> to fall okay right so the gift of faith is not just your inward personal faith that you have in christ but it's the faith that now gets up from your seat stands on your feet mm. wow am i rapping that gets up from your seat stands on your feet and does things in the kingdom of god it shifts okay it shifts things it moves things it performs things mm-hmm. okay it does things it's not just your quiet belief and disposition of hope it's an action yeah the gift of so it's like that kind of like um george wesley faith where you pray and things happen because of your faith yeah, yeah. okay okay and then also word of wisdom and word of knowledge i guess not word of knowledge because word of knowledge is like things that you didn't know mm-hmm. then you now know mm-hmm. but with word of wisdom how can you identify that as a spiritual gift how do you know that you're not just a wise person like solomon was wise mm-hmm. do you know what i mean because, uh, my pastor always said that solomon was wise but then i don't know his own wisdom was silly because the wisdom that will now make you have 969 concubines yeah <laughs> is that what kind of he had it he definitely had wisdom and then it just went left um but the difference between just being a naturally wise person um 
because this is biblical truth that we're talking mm-hmm. about here and it's the ability to apply biblical truth so we'll see it in every facet of your life it's not just okay um this is a word of wisdom and i'm going to give you a word of wisdom and it's based on so it's based on biblical truth and you have to apply it to your life and it it has to be a case of where i'm not on in and of myself how do i put this in and of myself, I can say to somebody just off the, out of the gate, okay, someone comes to me with a problem and I'd be like, okay, well, the Bible says da 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 mm-hmm. okay? Um, but that's because I've studied the Bible. That's because I know the Bible very well to a certain degree. Um, that's because I'm a Christian and there's fruits, right? Um, but when you're working and operating in the word of, in the gift of the word of wisdom, it may sometimes be things that you don't necessarily know mm-hmm. at that point in time and God will give you the wisdom to do it. And also because it's a biblical truth that other people may not necessarily have ascertained at that particular time. It's a word in season often. Um, and so that's how I think that you'll be able to know because you can just be a naturally wise person, but you can be a naturally wise person who is not wise to the things of God. And this would be you being wise to the things of God and, be, and the ability to be able to apply the things of God to your life or to other people's life. I mm-hmm. can be a wise owl. I can be the greatest <laughs> philosopher. I can Sorry. be the greatest philosopher. I could be the most wise. She said owl. <laughs> common sense person, but that wisdom is not applicable to the kingdom. And mm-hmm. the wisdom, the gift of word of wisdom is applicable to the kingdom and biblical truths mm-hmm. okay yeah fair enough um so i wanted to talk about what spiritual gifts certainly are not because um i think sometimes we get a bit confused about what gifts what the spiritual gifts are and how they're supposed to be used and stuff like that um so Tina kind of basically said what i was going to say in terms of like you can't profit off the of a spiritual gift like what is that like that's not what we're out here to do like prophecy is not <laughs> you know what you know what i really hate about the pentecostal church yeah and keeping in mind that i go to a pentecostal church currently um that she said they, currently, which is a subject to change honey i mean yeah 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 because you know i'm still looking for a church so the church i'm going to at the moment is pentecostal <laughs> but um the <laughs> the prophet office of a prophet yeah it's like somebody will come and say i know what color underwear you're wearing so that makes me a prophet or your phone number has 11 digits in it so that makes me a prophet i'm finished (laughs) i'm finished it's true that's what it's true they will come and they will honestly say like hmm i think you had a ham and cheese sandwich for breakfast this morning and that makes you a prophet like that doesn't make you a prophet that is not what prophecy is if anything that's more like word of knowledge Mm -hmm. knowing something that you couldn't have known Mm -hmm. without the inspiration of the holy spirit prophecy is a message from god Mm -hmm. god is not concerned about what color underwear you're wearing at all he doesn't care he knows but he's not going to tell someone else that so that they can show convince you that he's they're speaking real. on on, on, their, his, on behalf. his behalf. Yeah, Do you understand? So yeah. all of these convinces that people say, oh, um, they were in your village, there was one thing that you did seven years ago. Like, I have never... I like the Bible and I read it. Like, I would say a lot, you know. And I have never seen a prophet in the Bible say... One time, once upon a time, you did this and then somebody put this in your food and now... I've never seen them say that. So I don't know where we get that kind of prophecy from, but that's not biblical prophecy. I think it's really important to understand that prophecy is a message from God and it's usually a message that has to do with the whole kingdom. It's not an individual message. It's not, Tina, I see that you're going to be a trillionaire next year by this time. Why would that mean good? It might be good. That's all well and good. Great. Fantastic. I accept it all on the Jesus. Fantastic. But but 
the prophets of the Bible never came and told somebody individually, this is what you are going to, or very sparsely, do you know what I mean? This is what you are going to experience. This is for you alone. It's for the kingdom. It's for the Israelites. It was for the children of God. And these prophecies that they spoke of, most of them were things that would happen in, if not dozens, then hundreds or thousands of years time. Not tomorrow by this time mm. you will receive a phone call that is not what prophecy was prophecy was on such a greater scale god is not telling us like the the step-by-step things through prophecy he's not telling us that if you go to the bus stop today then you'll meet an elderly lady who will do it that's not prophecy uh-huh. god can commit god can tell you those things i'm not saying that he he can't god can do all things but what i'm saying is that when you're talking about prophecy you're talking about god delivering a message that will transform the kingdom of god mm-hmm. a transformative message that has for example when Isaiah prophesied he wasn't saying oh like yeah you guys you're going to be rich next year he was saying the son of God himself is going to come down Mm. be born of a virgin in a thousand years time by the way Mm. and he is going to set you all free from sin. Mm. That's major. That's not like, oh, you're going to be rich tomorrow. Mm. That only helps you. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So I feel like prophecy, we need to see it in a, it's a, it's a greater, it's the bigger picture Mm. message. It's not a small message like, oh, you know, you're going to get five loaves of bread tomorrow. Mm. Like it's not, it's not about that. Or from what I know of the Bible. Mm. And also, um, it's really, another thing about kind of like prophecy or false prophecy is that it's not about, God's not a trickster. He's yeah. not, do you know what I mean? He's not, he's not trying to, to try and persuade other people of his existence. Yeah, his like he's not, he, it's not, it's not a gift that proves to you that God is real because in, um, in 1 Corinthians 14, it says that prophecy is for believers. Mm. It's not for unbelievers. Mm. It's for believers. The people who already believe mm-hmm. will get a prophecy. So I don't need to believe anymore because mm-hmm. I already believe, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Um, I think there's, there's a thing that, um, there's there's a lot of scriptures I didn't actually get any sorry but there's a lot of scriptures in the in the Old Testament especially that will say like um prophets would tell people what they wanted to hear false prophets would tell people what they wanted to hear and all these nice things like sweet nothings into their ear kind of thing you know um and that's what the false prophets did and I feel like that's what prophets are doing now like or like are infamous for doing now like telling people what they want to hear you're going to be rich you're going to be this you're going to have a husband this that that Mm -hmm. but when you get down to what was being said in the old testament for Mm -hmm. the prophets they were telling you like actually it's not gonna it's not great like it's not like you're gonna be in bondage because you did this or repent or otherwise this is gonna happen or do you know what i mean like it was the messages weren't sunshine and daisy messages from the prophets the messages and which is why like jesus says like they your fathers um hated the prophets mm-hmm. and they killed the prophets mm-hmm. so if you if you're liked by all men then mm-hmm. it's a problem because they liked the false prophets mm-hmm. and they they're not they're not going to heaven mm-hmm. so do you know what i mean so i think it's really important to understand like the the grand scheme of things and the greater can picture you, of things when it comes to the man of god he says that if you get to heaven and i'm not there then you're gonna <laughs> did i say that where did i say that oh on, on the, the last live, live stream <laughs> there was there was some video if you went on the last live stream there was one video yeah That's that so- someone sent me on um whatsapp which was literally ridiculous where the pastor said and i'm gonna do it in exactly how he said it right so i'm in character now and scene action <laughs> listen write this down hold on listen to me if you get to heaven and you don't see me there you have gone to hell. <laughs> you have gone to hell. And he said, write this down. As in, he said, take notes on what I'm about to say. And then that's what he said. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I don't understand. That's false prophecy. Because first of all, 
it's not for you to know the times and seasons of and whose name is in the book of life and it's not for you to know be quiet sit down but yeah it's not yeah prophecy is not about speaking sweet nothings into people's ears it's you know it's it's more it's deeper than that um yeah so regarding the gift of tongues i'm gonna keep this brief because I've been instructed by Tina. No, I'm joking. I want to keep this brief because I'm I'm really I'm really questioning at the moment, and I'm really having like a I don't know going through some going through some stuff at the moment in terms of what the gifts of tongues actually is and what it's actually supposed to be and what we're actually supposed to use it for. Um, so with the gift of tongues in First Corinthians fourteen, it says, um. What does it what does it say? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> let's start, let's start. Okay. So there's there's two types of tongues um in the Pentecostal church, or like two types of beliefs of what tongues could be. Either there's um what's called I'm gonna pronounce this wrong, so don't make fun of me, but is it glossolalia? Glossolalia. Glossolalia. Like, is that yeah, we're end. gonna call it glassy <laughs> we're gonna call it the glassy it's terms the, yeah, okay uh, which is unintelligible tongues where you're speaking a language that is not really a language it's just utterances and syllables um you know kind of put together or whatever and then there's the tongues where it's you're speaking a language that you've never learned before but it is actually a human language so i'm very like i used to believe that tongues was um was the first one, the former, where you kind of speak in unintelligible words that no one can understand unless given the gift of the Holy Spirit to interpret. Now I'm questioning, I'm a bit on the fence because having studied the scriptures a bit closer and I feel like I've been a bit convicted that that may not be the case. I'm not saying that it's not, I'm not saying that it is, I'm just saying that I personally am questioning and as a you know, quite a proud person. It's quite hard to admit that, I think, because then I know that there's going to be one camp of people who are like, you know, like the strong Pentecostals who speak in tongues every day and breakfast, lunch and dinner. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, okay, she's black, she's backslidden. She's she's not a real Christian. She's never had the gift of the spirit. That's why, you know, she does. that's why she doesn't believe that. Da, 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 da. And then there's going to be some other people who are like, oh my gosh, she's finally got it. Like, yeah, that's true. Da, 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 da. And it's such a divisive issue in the kingdom of God, which is why I think it's something that we do need to, explore and investigate a bit further and not just kind of allow our cultures and traditions to allow us to kind of be bound to one theory or the other i'm completely fine with which one it is i don't mind but i just like to know and i just like god to tell me so i'm praying on that at the moment um so i guess my my main reason for without going into too much detail my main reason for questioning it is because when i look into the bible there isn't a distinction between the two types of tongues that mm-hmm. so it feels like to me that there's only one type mm-hmm. and if there is only one type then it's the type that they first um that the apostles first displayed or expressed in the book of acts acts chapter one two one mm-hmm. where they um you know where they speak in a tongue in tongues that people can understand that other people non-believers and and people from you know mesopotamia this that that could understand so either tongues is an intelligible language that um that that you can't that you can't understand but other people can understand Mm -hmm. or or possibly i don't know it could be an unintelligible language that causes the hearer to understand the language that you are speaking even though you don't know and even though it's not necessarily their language but causes the hearer to understand now personally i don't feel like that is um 
that's not consistent with the rest of the Bible because it, it doesn't, it, it's a spiritual gift to you, not to them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it's not the, it's not that you're speaking like words that don't, that don't really make sense and that everybody else can understand because that would make them all interpreters with the gift of, the, of interpretation and you're not really doing anything. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, um, yeah, so I don't know. I don't feel like it's consistent. So then to go, you know, further and further on where Paul is writing his letters and he's talking about in the book of Corinthians about speaking in tongues and he's saying that, um, you know, when you speak, I think come, <laughs> coming from the couple of weeks ago, we did the scriptures out of context um, episode. podcast episode mm-hmm. where we, thanks, girl, episode <laughs> where we um, where we spoke about First Corinthians 13 and we spoke about the hyperbole that uh, and the sarcasm that Paul is using regarding tongues in that chapter. And then the following chapter, he then says something along the lines of um, when you speak in a tongue, you're speaking mysteries unto God. And I feel like the coming from verse thir- coming from chapter 13, remembering that it's all actually one letter. It's not mm-hmm. broken up into chapters when Paul is writing it. Mm-hmm. We're coming into him saying, when you speak in a tongue, you're speaking mysteries unto God. I feel like he's exaggerating again there because he's saying that you're, that people don't understand you. So you're not speaking. It's like almost saying you're speaking mysteries to yourself because nobody can understand you. It's a mystery. It's not a mystery to God because obviously God, there's nothing mysterious to God. It's a mystery to you because you don't understand. It's a mystery to the church because they don't understand but it's not a mystery to God. Yeah, so unless you personally have an interpreter or you are able to interpret, then yes, of course it's a mystery. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's edifying, like, I don't know, who do we think is edifying? It's edifying God? Like, it's edifying our spirit, but it's not edifying the church. So then then it goes down later on in chapter 14 to say, so don't do this mm-hmm. unless you have an interpreter mm-hmm. or just do it in your own time personally by yourself. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have an interpreter, and I guess my main issue with tongues and why I've maybe started to question it, I'm not sure, is because we're forever speaking in tongues and not interpreting and it's unbiblical. And that kind of frightens me that we have all of this like spiritual gifts going on, but using it really irresponsibly and claiming that we're doing it to edify the church, but the church is not being edified or we're doing it to edify ourselves. But then we're very selfish about it then because Paul commands us like, um, I can't remember where it is, but he says only two or three should speak in tongues and then there should be interpretation afterwards. Mm -hmm. So why, why is it that, you know, we'll go to a prayer meeting and corporately 600 people will be speaking in tongues Mm -hmm. for three hours straight, no interpretation. Like that to me sounds like very irresponsible use of the gift of tongues. Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying that it's not an unintelligible language. Mm -hmm. I am saying it's not a heavenly angelic language because we've already debunked that in Mm -hmm. the scriptures out of context Mm -hmm. um, episode. Why don't I know the word episode? Is that, it's not a hard word. It's It's fine. It's a very easy word. Anyway, um, and also then I wanted to just really... um, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe we might do an episode on it, but I, f- I didn't think it was long enough to mm-hmm. do a whole episode on. Mm-hmm. So that's why I thought mm-hmm. we could probably do it mm-hmm. here. Okay, can I ask you a question? Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so for those of you, for those people who are on the um, left side of the camp, who which, one uh, which are the um, the Pentecostals, the hardback Pentecostals mm-hmm. who will pray in tongues mm-hmm. for 56 hours with no interpretation, which annoys their life out of me. Um, and they say that, because my Bible says that the tongues is for the edification of the body of Christ. And so their argument would be that they are speaking in tongues to edify others. Um, and because we don't necessarily understand it, but everyone's... <laughs> 
I'm even laughing saying it. But Everyone's spirit, spirit understands, understands it. it. Oh, okay. Um, so that it, it also edify you. So it edifies, it edifies you, but it's because you're a spirit man, you're mm-hmm. inside, you're inner man, you're a spirit man, the Holy Spirit. But why you would you need interpretation? Is, what do you mean? Why would you, like, if that was the case, that... Exactly. So there, so the, but they also said that there's, they would say that there would be two camps. So there will be a time when they are speaking in tongues and it's the edification of the spirit in you. Yeah, so stop laughing. So this is a serious conversation. The edification of the spirit in you. And so therefore, um, it's okay for them to speak in tongues for a long, p- prolonged period of time because they are building up your spirit, mm-hmm. um, which is in you. What argument or how would you say that? What would you say to combat that? Um, I would say, so I'm not, I'm not disputing that glossolalia or however you say it is um not for example quote-unquote edifying or it's not um beneficial to one's let's call it soul rather than spirit or mind or emotions because and one of my other problems with tongues actually is that or that that interpretation of the gift of tongues is that other pagan religions use tongues Mm -hmm. to um to do to have the same effect and have been doing that before pentecost Mm -hmm. so we're claiming that we have this special angelic language Mm -hmm. but why and okay maybe ours is holy spirit and theirs is not Mm -hmm. but they've been doing it Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean it's not that it's not um unique to us and they have the same benefits mm-hmm. from it you know i'm um, chanting and meditation and all of that has the benefit is scientifically proven mm-hmm. to um cause like endorphin release mm-hmm. and serotonin release and do you know what i mean so of course you're going to benefit from that mm-hmm. but then when when we're um, when um the disciples are asking jesus how to pray mm-hmm. um and in matthew 5 i think matthew 4 or 5 where is it matthew sorry no matthew 6 7 sorry um jesus says don't um when you pray don't just babble Mm -hmm. meaningless repetitions Mm -hmm. um, like the pagans do Mm -hmm. thinking that your many words Mm -hmm. will you know impress god like oh yeah 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 Mm -hmm. she spoke good tongues today man so Mm -hmm. i'm gonna bless her Mm -hmm. like that's not how it works do you know what i mean like and i feel like um if if we're if if it's scientifically proven that that is a thing Mm -hmm. then why we can't we can't just rely on that because it's a flesh thing then not so mm-hmm. like I, I don't know like, it's like a get out it's like a get out card because we are almost saying okay I'm just going to pray in tongues uh, which is almost like you don't actually have to actually communicate yeah with like God. I don't have to pray you don't, yeah you don't I, like, have to actually, I don't have to know what I'm don't, praying yeah, don't I don't have, have to spend time with God you don't have to study the word you don't have to be clear and concise in what it is that you're bringing to God because the Bible says make your case known before yeah. the Lord bring your argument before yeah. him you know what I mean so you don't have to actually do that do you know what I'm just going to just pray in tongues mm-hmm. which is not and it's not a, it's a not a good thing because there are sometimes where you know what I'm just too upset, one well, maybe too upset or maybe too in a particular mood to pray with English or with understanding, not understanding with the language that you speak, um, and I just want to go and pray in tongues. But um, we have to be careful to not use tongues or as overuse the, it. Yeah, to not use tongues or overuse tongues as a way, as an other option to praying mm-hmm. properly. You know, praying clearly making serious serious requests to god yeah um having an intelligible conversation with him you know receiving from him in a way so we have to be really really careful um on how we use tongues question then sorry another question would be um so then do you think that if one is not sure on tongues on whether they have the gift or whether their church is using it or that they should just not pray in tongues until they've been convicted of it for example if they really want to um because tongues is the gift that you have to seek which is a another issue people have is mm-hmm. that you oh the reason why you don't pray in tongues is because you haven't asked god for it and da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. okay fine so 
people who but, but to... keeping in mind that I believe that I I believed that I was speaking in tongues previously. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, so um, so do you think that people then who are not necessarily one hundred percent convicted or do not feel it? Again, we shouldn't go by feeling, but do not feel in their spirit, in their heart, that they are doing the right thing. That they should maybe just pull it on hold for a second until they can search, research it, and make sure that they're doing it properly. I think you have to ask God. I think it's like your individual relationship with God. But if you are questioning it and you do have disbelief, then I don't think you can pray in disbelief any prayer. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's in in understanding or not, unless your prayer is a prayer to help my unbelief, mm-hmm. then a prayer in disbelief is not a prayer. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's a it's a it's a complaint mm-hmm. almost like mm-hmm. do you know what I mean because um what is that what is that what does Paul say well well first of all in I, I can't remember where it is but it's probably somewhere really obvious it mm-hmm. says you can't it's in Romans right you can't please God without faith like is it without faith no Hebrews, Hebrews. Uh, without faith yeah, it's impossible to please yeah. God mm-hmm. um so yeah you can't like do you know what I mean you, whether you're praying in tongues or you're praying in English mm-hmm. if you're not praying with faith then mm-hmm. it's impossible to please God through that prayer I so. love the fact that you said that which is um because I'm always of this mind where you'll be in church and somebody will be like, okay, let's all pray in tongues. I don't feel like praying in tongues. I'm not going to pray in this tongues. Is what, like, and this I, is what I don't I won't like do it. about I won't the church. Do it. That like, is I why just, I have the issue, I, I guess. No, I'm going to pray in English. When did Paul ever say, okay, everybody's speaking tongues? Paul yeah, never no, said I that. Don't, like, I, don't get, I don't get how you can instruct. <laughs> and also, off, going I off that, right. I also want to make it very clear that speaking in tongues is not synonymous with speaking in the spirit or praying in the spirit, rather. Um, yes if you were to pray with the gift of tongues you would be praying with the spirit yeah. because the spirit is what gives you the gift of tongues yeah that is obvious yeah but it's just like saying all precipitation is rain mm-hmm. well it's not yeah. like all ra- all rain is precipitation yeah. but all precipitation is not rain yeah all praying in the spirit yeah. or singing in the spirit or whatever yeah. it's not speaking in tongues yeah it's impossible because um paul says in philippians can't remember where Pray always in the spirit. Yeah. Pray in the spirit always. So if you're always praying in the spirit, then you would always have to pray in tongues. But it, he also says pray with your understanding. Yeah. yeah. But he says also pray with your understanding. Yeah. So you so that it's possible to simultaneously pray with your spirit and pray in your understanding. Absolutely. That's a given. So um so I I hate it when people say and announce on the microphone in church, okay, everybody pray in the spirit. Like, okay, so people who don't have the gift of tongues can't what pray in the spirit or they don't have the Holy Spirit. Yeah, like, yeah. it's so false. And not only is it false, but it's dangerous. And there's no gift of spiritual prayer. <laughs> it's, it's, it's such an alienating yeah. way of thinking. Like, yeah. I really don't like that. And it's really unbiblical. Stop telling people that they don't have the gift of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. if they don't pray in tongues. Yeah. It's false. It it's false, false doctrine. It, false. it makes you a false and, teacher. And it's not salvific. It's not salvific. Yeah, and definitely not and there's salvific. No, and there is nothing... Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm honestly asking, but I can't find anything in the Bible that says that one, um, uh, praying in tongues is something that will help your relationship with God more than praying in your understanding will. I don't see that, that it will... Like, like you can't, you can't have the same level of relationship with God if you don't speak in tongues or that it's easier to have a better relationship. I don't see that in the Bible, but it's a common thing that is preached and told and it, it it runs in circles that your relationship with god is not as good as my relationship with god because you don't speak in tongues and i don't see that in the bible and that really scares me that we tell people that that you're never going to have a good relationship with god because you don't speak in tongues like but i don't 
where where is that like if you can find me the scripture then please do send it ha- at hashtag scripture on, on um instagram i i would really like to know and also another one that um praying in tongues is like a you know a gift that will help you with spiritual warfare specifically again i don't see it in the bible mentioned at all when speaking about spiritual warfare and unless i'm missing something which i could be because i haven't like sat down and done a first genesis to 20 it was 22 22 revelations 21 21 i think maybe 21 revelation (laughs) like um study of the gift of tongues do Mm -hmm. i mean but i one thing i will say if the gift of tongue was so important why does jesus not mention it Mm -hmm. that to me is like jesus doesn't speak in tongues Mm -hmm. he does have the holy spirit let's Mm -hmm. not kid ourselves because Mm -hmm. we see it descend in john 3 or whatever Mm -hmm. john 1 um you know, descend as a dove mm-hmm. on his head, blah, blah, blah. We, we see that. So he does have the gift of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. So why does he not speak in tongues? Why mm-hmm. does he not preach the gospel in tongues or mm-hmm. preach the mount, the Sermon on the Mount in tongues if it's so important, mm-hmm. you know? But then or the, the we never, he, we're never told be, that he does. Yeah, and the, but the argument for for that would be that the Holy, he had to leave to send the Holy Spirit. And but he had the Holy Spirit. Came. He had he had the Holy Spirit, yeah. but other people didn't necessarily yeah. all but, have the but Holy Spirit. But other people don't need the Holy Spirit to, to understand the gift of tongues as as um, as um it is shown to us in First Acts, Acts 1. What do you mean? Acts 2. Because the, the people who heard, when they erupted, they didn't, they have, they didn't the have the gift of the Spirit. Spirit. Yeah. So him, they would have understood him mm-hmm. whether or not Mm-hmm. And it, again, it could be my misunderstanding, and that's fine. Like I'm, I'm going to God about it. I'm mm-hmm. praying about it. I'm studying it. Whatever. But this is where my, this is where I'm not there able to jump over these hurdles mm-hmm. to, because I feel like it's a massive leap in logic to say that there are two types of different gifts of tongues. Mm-hmm. One of them, which people can understand, who have the language. And mm-hmm. uh, uh, this is getting really long. Let's. I think we should stop. But um, yeah. So. I just think that we should stop enforcing false narratives when it comes to the gifts of the spirit. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't be telling people that um, <laughs> we shouldn't be telling people that they don't have a good relationship with God if they don't speak in tongues. Yeah, and we shouldn't be telling people that praying in the spirit is speaking. Or in you're tongues. not a, you're not a proper Christian, or you're not yeah. an effective Christian. Yeah, exactly. Um, or that you can't make strides like you didn't and believe in, the, in the kingdom because you don't speak in tongues. Okay, excellent. Okay, so then question number two, which is I think pretty quick, and question three is um how do we get spiritual gifts from the holy spirit (laughs) (laughs) full stop um yeah we get we get spiritual gifts from the holy spirit the holy spirit um you know lays them in us and places them in us um but then to actually to actually be able to utilize the spiritual gifts i think Mm. because as soon as you have the holy spirit then there are spiritual gifts attached Mm. to the holy spirit because the power of the holy spirit is in you but to utilize the gifts of the holy spirit i think you you need to pray about it Mm. um in second timothy 1 6 it says therefore i remind you to stir up the gift of the spirit of god which is in you through the laying out of hands um so i think that to stir it up that's prayer like mm-hmm. you need to start up in prayer through exercising it mm-hmm. i think one thing that um hinders your development of spiritual gift is when you don't have the faith that you have it mm-hmm. so you know if you if you realize that you do have a, a spiritual gift or god tells you that you do have a spiritual gift but you're really scared to use it mm-hmm. then you're it's never gonna grow mm-hmm. do you know what i mean like you do have to exercise a spiritual gift it does get bigger or better mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. um so you know if if you're coy about it mm-hmm. then you won't be able to operate in it so you have to just cultivate it yeah. i would say yeah i agree and firstly something that i think we have to definitely mention is that the holy spirit distributes the gifts as he determines yeah okay so you, you can't just be like okay i'm choosing this one today yes 
to make no sense. I don't get it. Um, the Holy Spirit distributes the gift as he determines. And a common perception is that, you know, um, you can get caught up. I think Christians often get caught up in the temptation to seek certain spiritual gifts, you know, um, or to operate in only certain spiritual gifts. And you can't just, okay, I want the best spiritual gift, whatever you perceive to be the best spiritual gift or the one that's top rank, right? I think a lot of Christians, we want to, oh my gosh, I really want the gift of prophecy or I really want the gift of healing or I really want the gift of miracles. And it's okay to to um, to necessarily to want these gifts for the benefit of the kingdom, but not for the benefit of yourself. You know, yes, you shouldn't seek the gifts. Go. You shouldn't seek spiritual gifts because you can be the holiest person in the room. And that that kind of character annoys me. I'd be like, if you're in your natural sense and you're at work and you want to be the smartest person in your office, fine. You know, if you want to be the smartest person in the room and in secular room, fine. But if you want to be the most holiest person in the church or the holiest person or the most spiritually filled or the most gifted person in the body of Christ, that kind of character, the first shall be last. You know what I mean? Like that kind of character yeah. really irks me. Like yeah. I want to have the monopoly of, you know, I want to have the best position. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the monopoly board when it comes to spiritual gifts yeah. that's that that's not the right attitude to have and it's really deplorable it must make god so sick like it doesn't nothing makes god sick but you know because god can't get sick but it must no, make, but sick as in revolted yeah yeah it must make him like spit you out because you mm. are you know you're, it's not the right attitude to have so god distributes the holy spirit distributes the gifts as he wants, and we can't earnestly pray to acquire certain spiritual gifts because we perceive it or we deem it to be necessary because once you're there whilst you're there spending your months trying to get the spiritual gift you're not actually walking in the gift that god has given you you mm-hmm. know what i mean that the holy spirit has given you that you have a spiritual gift and you've left that behind trying to acquire something else but really now you're wasting your life because mm-hmm. if unless you fulfill the purpose in which god has sent you unless you walk in the gift that god has given you you're not going to be fulfilling anything you're yeah. going to get to heaven god's going to be like what have you been doing with your life and you're like oh, i'm trying to be a prophet you're not called to be a prophet babe. <laughs> you're not like it doesn't make Sorry. sense you're not called to be a prophet now you have to go back to kindergarten you have to go back to nursery because you've your whole life trying yeah. to be a prophet you're not a prophet you don't have gift of prophecy like no stop. but i think but do you not think that everyone can prophesy but to yeah. be a prophet is different than as, having a gift of and prophecy it's, and it's as and will it's as and when um god seems fit the holy spirit deems fit you know what i mean is that you can't just i want this gift i want this gift and the gift will come upon you and the thing is we see this in the body of christ a lot is that we can see people operating in spiritual gifts and their life is trash you know what i mean like <laughs> their actual person their actual person is trash and you see it you've seen it there's no one that can say you've been to a church and you've seen somebody who's wicked to their core yeah who is just so bad and then they're operating in their spirit in their spiritual gift because the holy spirit gives it yeah. you know what i mean it's not because they're oh god must like them kind of because you know even though they're wicked god likes them because they got the gift of healing no baby they're operating in their spiritual gift <laughs> okay so please let's just endeavor to look for mind our own business yeah yeah mind your own business mind your own spiritual gifts and yes it's okay to say god i really want to be able to you know i see so many people who are sick and i want to do hospital ministry or whatever when i go to hospital please give me the spiritual gift of healing or word of knowledge or word of wisdom or whatever it may be so that i can minister to them fine you know what i mean but not for your own edification not yeah. for your own glory um you can't buy them you can't sleep your way to the top okay hey and I'm just gonna she make... said you can't sleep your way I, i'm back what <laughs> i just you can't vibe the holy spirit believe me i've tried okay I, I, you can't vibe the holy spirit you know you just got to wait on the lord and pretty much that is it the lord will renew 
their strength. They shall mount up on wings like an eagle soars. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and never faint. They that wait on the Lord and I say, wait on the Lord. Hold on a little while. No, I can oh, literally sing this song, the whole song. I could literally sing the whole song. I'm so sorry. Oh, Mr. Fred. Get up for you. Mr. Fred, come sorry. back. Okay, come sorry, back. Just sorry, come back. Is he well? He's well. Yeah, okay. Because he came to a big church day out after he had the double yeah, knee but and he wasn't hip. He was, he was barely walking. Yeah, he wasn't like 100% well. Um. Okay, so three. Are we? So, how, how are we supposed to use our spiritual gifts? Um, so, okay, before we even go into that, I just wanted to say that it, gifts are important. They are important to show the power and the things that God, that not even for evidence of God, but just to have the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. It's important to have those displays. But let us first focus on the character mm-hmm. and on the fruit of the spirit mm-hmm. first and make sure we have that secure before mm-hmm. we start we're focusing on the gift because there's a saying um this. <laughs> uh, that that um absolute power corrupts absolutely mm-hmm. so obviously the power of god is absolute power mm-hmm. there's no that's that's it like that is the most power you can get is mm-hmm. having the power of god inside you so unless your character is is the character of the holy spirit as in god's character the only thing that power can't corrupt is God, right? So if you have God's character, then you won't be corrupted. But if you don't, and you're just living a sinful life, and da 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 then your that that gift can corrupt you. It can make you, you know, you you can become, you can be a real prophet. And then because you like that, when you're whispering sweet nothing to the church ear, they're giving you more seed and more, you know, more offering. Then you think, oh, okay, let me just start. And then you become a false prophet. You can be a real teacher, but you see that people don't like the way that you're teaching and then become a false teacher because you want to, do you know what I mean? So it's important to let's focus on our character and pray about our character and operate in the the spiritual fruit before we start running after and pursuing the spiritual gift. Because when you get that spiritual gift, it's a slippery slope if you don't know how to handle it. You know that, what's that Spider-Man quote? Uh, with great power comes great responsibility. I've heard so many people <laughs> use that this week. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> like, well, it's true because yeah. it is. Like, if you have a great power, you have the gift of healing, but you're telling people that they need to pay you 277 million naira before you can heal them of their... Their and cancer, 12, and like, because, because of, of <laughs> the twelve types of Israel. Like it's really serious, and it's really like it's so dangerous when you slip into that place. Mm-hmm. It's like it's hard to get out from. You know, it's hard to redeem yourself from that place. And then, so you're gonna get. So what you're gonna do is that eventually the world is gonna come to an end, and you're gonna have to give account to God. And he's going to rubbish you. He's going to say, are you done, bruv? So I gave you this gift to go and heal people. And what you did was, are you mad? Yeah, so it's just, it's just it's important to understand that, yes, you can operate in the spiritual gifts without in, operating in the fruit of the spirit. And I think that's really dangerous. I love that. Um, Seek I the fruit do first. Yeah. Um, make sure your character is, is, is right. Because even, again, in um, First Corinthians, um, which is what we talked about in the um, episode on debunking the mm-hmm. yeah is that the hyperbole Paul's like you can speak in tongues if you have not love mm-hmm. then you're not just trash yeah like in essence and that's you know, literally what it says all in the in the gifts, hashtag scripture translation that is what it says just, that you're trash, trash. <laughs> we're gonna come out about our own bible guys don't worry we are, not bible, sure. our own commentary ratchet, our own like, hashtag scripture sophisticated, sophisticated ratchet, ratchet bible um yeah. <laughs> you know so you can do all these spiritual gifts babe 
but you can be trash. Yeah. You know, and you should have the earnest desire to seek the fruits of the spirit. So peace, love, joy, faithfulness, you know, I mean long suffering. You should have these that you should want to be have the character, the right attitude, more than you want the the things that that are outward Mm -hmm. desire more the inward things than the outward things you know because mm, please don't get to heaven and just be god will just slap you god will just be like do it i just wanted you up here so that i could tell you about yourself but now i want you to leave out of the world because you're just doing what i want you to leave please (laughs) because the gifts of god are without repentance right irrevocable yeah but but that doesn't mean you're gonna make it to heaven doesn't mean i'm just saying we see it every day we see you know people who have been doing operating the gifts and just the miracles and then they're molesting little boys like come you're on trash you're just trash. you're not making it to heaven the whole of you is trash you should we just just throw you away just the whole thing throw, throw the, the whole, whole human being away throw the whole person in the trash okay so question three how are we supposed that to was eat? question three was that question three yeah oh okay yeah. Charlie, we know. okay <laughs> so um how should we use spiritual gifts there's a scripture in first peter 4 10 that says each person should use whatever gift he has received to serve others faithfully administering god's grace in its various forms okay faithfully administering god's grace in its various forms use whatever gift you have received to serve others so that's for god for people for his kingdom please notice that there's no for me in there wow there's no there's no it's not even in there there's no there's no for me like i'm just gonna let you know there's no spiritual gifts for you you're not the benefit you know you don't benefit from it i want and it may seem like on the flip end you may feel like okay it may give you a good fuzzy feeling a warm Mm. feeling inside but it's for god for his people for his kingdom those are spiritual gifts that's how you use them what's our hashtag scripture for today um first corinthians 12 yeah First Corinthians twelve seven, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to him. Sorry, why can't I read? But the manifestation <laughs> of the spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. And for the one is given the word of wisdom through the spirit, to another the word of knowledge through the same spirit, to another the word of faith through the same spirit, to another gifts of healing from the same spirit, to another working of miracles from the same spirit, to another prophecy from the same spirit, to another (laughs) discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues and another interpretation of tongues. But the one spirit and the same spirit works in all these, distributing each one individually as he wills. Amen. Praise God. The same spirit. Not strange spirit, not familiar spirit, not satanic satanic spirit, but the spirit of God. She said familiar it's, spirit. It's important because you can okay. manifest no, gifts of the spirit that are not of the actual Holy Spirit. As well. Let's go anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, we give you praise, we give you glory. We just want to thank you. We want to thank you for the gifts that you have given us, the power that you have placed inside yes, of us Lord. and that you have entrusted us with yes, to build Lord. your kingdom, to transform this earth, almighty God. We pray that you help us to use them responsibly and anywhere that we are confused anywhere that we are doubting lord you, that you will just bring clarity yes, wherever lord. we are misusing your gifts mighty god that you will just convict us oh yes, lord to lord. change our ways and to use our gifts for your glory and yes, for your lord. glory alone in the yes, mighty name lord. of jesus thank you lord father god we just give you thanks we give you praise we give you glory because I just love the way that you said that all good things come from you. Amen. You know, all good things come from you. And that there, there is nobody who will love us or endow us or bless us as much as you will, Father God, as much as you have, as much as you do. Father God, I thank you for the spiritual gifts that we may that we may possess. Thank you for the spiritual gifts that we do possess. Thank you for the spiritual gifts that you're working in us, even as we speak, Father God. I thank you for the fact that we will use these gifts for your glory, for the glory of the 
kingdom and for the benefit of others father god help us to realize that at the end of the day it's all about you it really is all about you give us a heart for you a heart for your people and a heart for your kingdom father god let us use these gifts father god just to help lord god you've put us here even father god your word says in the bible that you have given us as gifts to men Mm -hmm. lord that you've given us as gifts to men so let us use these gifts responsibly as for me said we give you thanks we give you praise we give you glory for all those father god who are earnestly desiring to operate in spiritual gifts Mm -hmm. to benefit the kingdom father god may you hear their prayer today oh lord in jesus name father god we thank you we praise you we worship you we thank you for giving us all things and all good things and all good gifts come from you and we constantly remember that and we will be good stewards of the gift oh lord in jesus name we pray amen amen you can find us on (laughs) on instagram on facebook soundcloud and itunes hashtag scripture that's um uh, no, I was going to embarrass Tina. She can't spell scripture, but <laughs> but I realised I can't I probably can. spell it either. I so like, I can't morning. throw shade like that. It's just it's um, you ready through it, shade slinger. So ha- hashtag <laughs> hashtag scripture, um, or on Twitter HT scripture. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, repost, retweet, reshare, whatever there is to redo. Do it. I don't have to tell you, child. It's 2018 up in here, okay? Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Come again. See you next week. I hope you weren't too offended about my um, questions on tongues. Hope no. you come back next week. I'm going to take And don't blacklist us. <laughs> I won't allow it. <laughs> thank Bye, you, guys. guys. Bye.